the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. So there is a case in the Virginia, at a Virginia high school, a teacher has been fired for not using preferred pronouns with regard to a student who was female and now claims to be male. And taking up the case of this teacher, is a French teacher, is ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom, which we are working to support vigorously at this program. I did not know, but I'm very delighted. I also have, I have Tyson Langhofer, who is the uh, senior counsel and director for the Center of Academic Freedom at the Alliance Defending Freedom. And we have the teacher, uh, Peter Vlaming. Now, by the way, uh, Peter Vlaming, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Uh, Are you now, uh, it says here, south of France. Is that where you're located? (laughs) Yes. Hi, Dennis. Thank you for having me. Yes, we moved. We moved to my, my wife's region. My wife is French, and we moved this summer to the south of France, to a small city called Montpellier on the Rhone River. I have a lot of questions, though, about about this issue. So let me understand. Uh, there, was, there was a girl in this high school who transitioned to being a, a boy. Is that correct? That's correct. Now, so if I saw, this is to me a very important issue on the whole transgender issue. So if I saw this person now, would I assume that it was a boy or a girl? I don't know the answer to that question, Dennis. Um, But in the context, um, this student had been in Peter's class for the previous two years and he had had great relations with her. And then the parents informed Peter that she would be transitioning to, um, you know, be a male and have a male name and male pronouns. And so obviously for him particularly, that, that was an issue that he was aware had treated her as obviously as a female in the previous two years. Um, so it's a little bit unique situation in that from that standpoint. Right. So the, the reason I asked that question is I, I think – the, the issue to me is, what do you look like? How do you dress? What is your name? Uh, that's the issue. I mean, and I think it is for you, too. I mean, we don't ask anybody we meet, what what sex were you born? It, it, it's the, the issue arises when there's a conflating of, of sexes or a, 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 an abolition of sexual difference. That, that to me, is, is the issue. Anyway, he called this person by the new masculine name, correct? That's correct. And actually, and actually, Dennis, he facilitated that and told all of the previous students, because this was the French three class, and he told all the students, 
why don't you choose a new French name so that she wouldn't feel singled out as being the only one with the new uh, masculine name? And so he was attempting, uh, you know, attempting to make it as easy transition as possible. He just didn't want to be forced to speak something that he thought was untrue. Meaning uh, that in referring to this person, having to refer to the person as he, as opposed to she. So he, so that's correct. Right. So, okay. We have Peter back. So let me ask Peter this question. If I saw this student now, would I assume I'm talking to a, a girl or a boy? So I haven't seen this student since uh, I was since 2018, uh, the end of 2018, uh, when uh, things went down at West Point High School. And you, at that time, you would definitely say uh, that she was a girl. She's a charming student, a charming young lady. So when you said she, anybody not knowing the situation would have un- would have assumed it was a she. Totally. Okay, that's. I think that that's extremely significant, and it's left out of the various stories here. So you. Basically, you were saying, look, you, you, I'm prepared to call you by your new name, but for all intents and purposes, you are a she as far as, as the rest of the world is concerned, only as far as you're concerned, you're not. Is that a fair summary? Actually, I didn't discuss my position. I didn't say to her, hey, we're integral beings. I don't share your belief that you're a boy. I accommodated her as far as I could using uh, her new name and avoiding feminine pronouns so to not, you know, to be provocative. Uh, but I explained to my administration that that's what I was doing. I said, hey, I'm, I'm not going to adopt transgender ideology, but I can work this way. I'll uh, respect her position by using her new name. I can do that in good conscience, but um, it's... I cannot in good conscience refer to her as as he because she's not. We're inter- I believe that we're integral beings, and I'm not going to adopt this new uh, ideology on who we are as humans, you know, what makes us a man and a woman. Uh, and that's when the administration ratcheted things up. They said, okay, well, not only will you use a new name, if we think that you're substituting the new name, the masculine name, for a pronoun, when you could use a pronoun, we're going to fire you. And that's the definition of the thought police. And, oh, um, that's, a, that's I amazing. I, I did not yeah. know that. So yeah. even if you're using the person's new name, that was not sufficient when you could no. have used a masculine pronoun. Exactly, because even, even just Dennis in regular conversation, I don't say, hi, Dennis. How is he doing? I say, hi, Dennis, how are you doing? And if I refer to you in someone else's presence, because you never use a third-person pronoun to talk to directly to someone. It's when you're talking about someone, often when they're not even present. So it's more polite to use their name if they're present. So it's even, yes, even that's on right. the level of, yes. of, of, of being polite. So it's all, about, it's, a, it's all about totalitarianism. It's all about taking away the argument taking away the language so that you've already uh, you've already given up the ground. It, it's did not any, about, did, did, did any teachers support you? Uh, did, let's put it this way. The, the, 
there is a huge spirit of intimidation. And though I knew of many teachers who uh, supported me on the inside, they were not willing to, to come out on the outside for fear of retribution. Tyson, what is your, what is your case uh, before the courts? Well, essentially, Dennis, we're, you know, um, arguing that the school violated Peter's both free speech rights and free exercise religion rights under the Virginia Constitution because they're essentially forcing him to speak things that they, he believes are untrue and that also uh, violate his deeply held religious beliefs. Um, and, you know, they, it was unnecessary. The government cannot compel people to speak things they disagree with, uh, especially when, uh, you know, in this situation there is an accommodation. And, you know, Peter demonstrated that he's able to, to teach students of all different backgrounds uh, and accommodate them. Uh, and there's no reason to force him and others like him to, to speak and this, you know, to agree with this new ideology. So it's a violation of their, of their fundamental rights to speech and re- free exercise religion. What, so what court is it now, uh, is the case before? So we have just, uh, we're in the process of asking the Virginia Supreme Court to uh, take the case because the district court dismissed um, all of the claims, uh, held that, that, that Peter had failed to state a claim, even though we alleged that the school terminated him because he wouldn't, um, you know, speak a message that they wanted him to speak that was outside of the curricular context. We're not talking about curriculum here we're talking about interpersonal communication you know with third parties they were trying to dictate what he could say about what it means to be a man and a woman with third parties right and that's just not con- that, that cannot be countenanced under our current uh, under our constitution uh, uh, right I I, I I i totally get that well peter good luck to you bo- both of you thanks for listening to the town hall review Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.